You're listening to Live Wild Radio, the part-time adventure podcast. Join us as we explore how outdoor adventures build mind, body, and spirit. Welcome back to Live Wild Radio, the fitness and adventure podcast. We have hit a milestone. This is episode 100. Ooh, ooh. Uh, that was pretty weak. <laughs> <laughs> so we are recording this at uh, an Airbnb um, in southern New York State, having uh, ridden or hiked every day uh, for the last five days. Um, right now, we booked an Airbnb because it was raining, uh, and obviously gave us a good place to podcast from and recover yep uh, with a hot tub yep hot tub so we choose our uh airbnb hotel slash whatever things based on what recovery products they happen to have <laughs> <laughs> um but this place is out in the country up on the top of a small mountain so after we're done recording um the rain is supposed to stop this afternoon and then we're going to go for a bike ride, which will finish us having to climb back up said small mountain. Um, and into the hot tub. Yes. Maybe we'll go in the hot tub, and then we'll go for a ride, and then we'll go in the hot tub again. Yeah. Yeah. All hot tub all the time. Uh, although that's probably not good for you. But today's episode, our celebratory 100th episode, is an expansion of the idea Working hard not to break down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, aside from covering some of those topics, we're also going to like talk about some of the things we've learned since 2019 um, when we started this podcast. Uh, and I think it's really kind of interesting. You know, if you think about it from the standpoint, uh, we started this purely as an adventure podcast and fitness was always part of it. Um, but then have kind of morphed into more fitness, a little bit less adventure with the idea that we've seen a need out in the world <laughs> that more people need easy to follow, easy to implement, um, uh, you know, fitness plans to, to, basically improve their lives and get results well the, improve their lives yes because yeah, if you're getting the results your life improves i know but i think a lot of people um are sometimes too motivated by the number on the scale right they're looking for quick right and as we've said before whenever you knew at something especially in strength training which we advocate a lot about um you're going to get those newbie gains mm -hmm. so and that keeps you motivated otherwise other than the number on the scale. Yeah, because here's the thing you run into. Don't get me wrong. The number on the scale is just an analog because it doesn't take into account what that number is made of. If you've lost weight, is it water? Is it fat? Is it muscle? Did you um, lose um, uh, uh, some fingers in a terrible bandsaw accident? <laughs> all of them will have you lighter. Yeah. Um, but they all they don't all have the same... Uh, you know, benefit. Yeah. Um, so one of the things I think that's really important is, you know, people understanding first what is important, right? And and how some of the things uh, are hard to measure, right? Things like VO2 max, like your maximum oxygen uptake um, is a very important metric, but short of going to a lab, it's hard to measure. Mm -hmm. um, your visceral fat, right? That is much more important to measure uh, from a health standpoint than just your overall body fat. You can have a higher um, than ideal body fat and still be healthy. And you could have a healthy uh, percentage of body fat um, and be unhealthy, Um Generally, they do correlate. The higher your body fat level, the the more likely you are to have visceral fat. But it's not something that's just, you can just look at a person and know, right? So if you aren't going and getting tested, like a DEXA scan, something like that, then... 
or your blood panels. Yeah, that makes a, a difference as well. Yeah. Yeah, so what he's talking about is, you know, you could be at a lower body weight, um, lower amount of fat, but you could have more fat around, it's called visceral fat, around, around your, your organs. organs. Yeah, and that's problematic. Yeah. That can lead to things like, is it my correct, type 2 diabetes? Uh, yep. And Fatty issues, liver disease. Right. And, All sorts know. of issues that uh, exercise and, and weight loss, fat loss will help with. Yeah. Um, because it, and this is sort of the thing that we run into is it's not as simple as you take your shirt off, you look and go, oh, you're kind of doughy. So definitely health problems. Um, you know, but uh, unless you're going and getting blood panels done, you're getting, you know, some sort of, uh, scanning done for, for looking at visceral fat, uh, around your organs, I, I would, you know, uh, on a safe bet, sort of have women target getting their body fat percentage down to 20% and guys down to 10 to 15. Hmm. Um, because for both, if you get down to those, the odds of you having um, visceral fat issues are very low. And the best way to measure your fat is through a DEXA scan. Um, Would you agree? I mean, short of going to a lab. Yeah, yeah. I'm talking about what's accessible to people. Yeah, um, because otherwise, like, hydroscedatic <laughs> weighing is another, like, basically, uh, it's another lab. Which is going to a lab. Yeah. Yeah, and and so in Canada, that costs about 150 bucks. So just to give you an idea yeah. of how it's possible to get and it's accessible. Yeah. But I think with this episode, what I was really... Um, uh, you know, just reminiscing about was, you know, what was my why? Yeah. We talked about the why for adventure, right? Reliving your inner youth <laughs> and childhood and running through the forest. And, um, but, you know, as you're doing these things, and I've encountered this myself, you can't do these things and have fun all day if you're not in shape, yeah. if you're not fit. And I remember a couple of years ago, we went to Quebec in the fall. Uh, around Thanksgiving or Thanksgiving and uh, basically we would mountain bike for two three hours come back have lunch and then go rock climb for hours you know normally we could only handle or I could only handle one of those things in a day yeah plus I had 10,000 steps so so I think you know as you get older and if you're <clears throat> like the people we're looking especially looking to reach out to or who are our age you know Gen Xers you know what we're talking about. I hear it all the time now these days. People are just hurting. Yeah. You know, and 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 although the motivation to get fit and 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 lose weight before could have been about the pounds and vanity purposes, now I'm hearing it's about just how people feel. Yeah. Well, here here's one of my goals. I want to help people get to the point where they care about um, the vanity again. Yeah, <laughs> uh, because if you get to that point, that means then you feel good, right? And so, so we've we've accomplished that first tier, right? Where so many people, it's like sore knees, sore back, sore hips, sore shoulders, <laughs> sore neck, right? Sciatic pain. You know, there's all of these different things, and so it it does get in the way of people moving enough and doing the things that will benefit them long term. Because they just hurt. So, uh, you know, and I, and I think that's why having a process that you you gradually uh, learn to stand up straight again. <laughs> um, you know, because people, a lot of people are experiencing all these problems because they sit too much. Yeah. Um, so uh, what sitting does, it impairs our ability or excess sitting, excessive sitting impairs our ability to stand up straight and everything gets sort of crunched quasimodoed up a little bit mm -hmm. so undoing that then puts people in a position where it's like oh man what is it like i feel good yeah you know the aches have kind of gone away um and then all of a sudden it's like what else can i do <laughs> oh yeah um you know when I encountered a couple of years ago, in particular, the best shape of my life, and I could just hop on a bike, you know, in the spring, mountain biking, and tear up the trails without any 
recent <laughs> seasoned uh, riding. You know, I was just literally coming off of Winter. my uh, 10,000 kettlebell swing challenge um, and just tearing it up all the roads and the forest, you know. Um, I felt awesome mm-hmm. and very youthful. Um, you feel bouncy. Yeah, and, and, and there have been times in the past where I went, you know, for fun. I was with the kids at the playground and I hung from the monkey bars. I'm like, oh my God, I can't even swing from one rung, you know, to another mm-hmm. um, without tearing out my arms. Yeah, having your shoulders come out of the socket. Yeah, it was just, it was really eye opening as to how much I aged and what the fuck. Yeah. Um, but once you regain that, and that's what our message is here, you can regain that. Yeah. And I have gone from, you know, after having kids, 230 pounds, to as late as 168, you know, a couple of years ago or about a year and a half ago. And uh, uh, and then life happened a bit with, you know, well, a lot with my mom and taking care of family that I, it is a lifestyle change and I fell out of that lifestyle. Yeah. You know, so um, it's the baby steps. But, you know, like anything, and I talk about this a lot, um, especially if you're new at strength training, the strength training is what can rectify a lot of these issues. Yeah. Along with the mobility of undoing and, un, you know, getting, getting your range of motion back, whether it be your arms, your legs, your hips, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and working out the imbalances. Um, you know, I've said so much here, I just forgot what I was going to say next. But essentially... Uh, I don't know what the fuck. Anyways, you feel so much better. So you you work on those things and the newbie gains. That's where I was going with it. Yeah, and and I think one of the cool things is think of almost like tiers, right? Some people, if they accomplish the first tier, which is, okay, I'm just not in pain all the time anymore. I can just move like a human being. They're happy with that tier, right? Um, And there's nothing wrong with that. Then the next tier is, oh, well, let's, let's uh, you know, ramp it up a little bit, a little bit better cardio, a little bit uh, more strength, a little bit more um, explosive power, just, you know, for your age group being like the fit one, <laughs> right? And then, you know, the um, top tier, if you want to call it, um, is then all of a sudden you're like uh, making your life about fitness, Right, you sign up for bike races. You are going on crazy backpacking trips. You, um, and and it's one of those things. Depending on the person, what their goals are, then it's sort of which tier do you want to go to, <laughs> um, you know, and which tier you're starting at. Uh, you know, obviously, if you're starting, you know, as we as we put it, you're starting on the couch. Then, it's the whole thing of gradually you know, moving up to whatever level you want to go to. Um, And there's nothing wrong with like having periods where you, uh, even if you do get into, you know, uh, sort of like higher performance pursuits, then having periods of maintenance where it's just like right now I'm busy. I just want to feel good. (laughs) Yeah. You know. Yeah. I think it's, I think people who are coming off the couch, one of the first things they get into is walking. Right. Yeah. And especially this time of the year, if you're in an area where you've got the leaves changing colors, people want to get outdoors and want to go hiking, mm-hmm. especially around Thanksgiving or early fall. And that in itself for some people can be really hard. They could have as a result of, you know, excess carrying around excess weight issues with their hips or their knees. And, you know, so make sure you do, you know, get checked out by a doctor and see whether or not you have to change your, ortho- you know, get orthotics. Mm-hmm. You know, take a look at that. Take a look at, you know, do you need a brace, uh, a sleeve on your knee, support. Um, little things like even KT tape, you'd be surprised how much I can provide relief. Yeah, that's kinesiology tape. Um, but, you know, take, start looking into all those things to support, you know, because I find that people start to get into hiking mm-hmm. as a general way to get outdoors, which is super amazing for your mental health as well whether you go with others or even on your own, but you can easily incorporate that into your lifestyle. Um, think about it in the morning, mm-hmm. you know, maybe you can work it in before you start your day, which turns it into a really fabulous day. Cause you've got this excess extra time of, you know, energy inducing activity. Right. And also de-stressing before you start your day. If you, if you have a stressful job, yeah. but, 
Um, I find that was my first mode of working towards a healthier lifestyle was a combination. It was really hiking. Yeah. Because I met you and I wanted to go backpacking. And my goal um, with my troubled knees was to lose weight and strength train so that I could backpack 20K a day, 20, 25K a day and do it again for five days in a row. Yep. That was my big goal. And you did it. Yeah, I believe I, we did it in the Adirondacks and in, in, in Utah. Yeah. Different, a little bit different terrain, but yep. nevertheless, we did it. And it was under, you know, pretty big conditions like heat and um, so strenuous, right? Yeah. Um, my recent goal, going from very early on to most recent, was to do my first 100K. On a bicycle. Yeah. <laughs> and I uh, just did it um, this uh, this week. And it was really interesting because it wasn't even around an event. Um, well, now it was it was a bit of back and forth because Winston wanted to do 80K and my longest ride ever had been 67. Yeah. Gra- gravel uh, riding, like my gravel bike on a rail trail. Mm-hmm. So let, let's take this a step back. So I originally wanted to do 70K, which was going to be 35K on a rail trail, like the Pine Creek Rail Trail. And then... Uh, maybe about 38K back, but on the other side of the river, on all of the dirt roads up and down the mountain, <laughs> and Catherine nixed to that one, because <laughs> <laughs> it was going to be, uh, the second half of the ride was going to have something about 3,400 feet of climbing. Yeah, right. You know. Like, what was he thinking? Seriously. I was thinking why go to mountain areas if you're not going to ride your bike in the mountains yeah and how about you lose your girlfriend (laughs) along the way well we we changed the plan yeah we did yeah thank you uh basically i would like everybody to know i am thoroughly whipped (laughs) Uh, you know rather than like you can do it and like you know push her to, to like try something harder i just came off of a cold quite a long cold too. yeah that that was the only argument she put forth where i went oh, okay because <laughs> i was literally unsure because yeah. i was already coughing and unsure of how i was going to do on this trip mm-hmm. but progressively was getting better and better each day so yeah. that was good so then what was the second plan was going to be 80k on the rail trail so 40k there 40k back um and just because the the only way to make it loops that wasn't just out and back was actually getting up in the mountains because the rail trail, the Pine Creek Rail Trail, uh, followed, um, obviously, <laughs> Pine Creek. Um, and the area we were in, they called the Grand Canyon of the East. So up from the river on both sides, um, it gained over 1,000 feet of elevation. Um, up on the ridge line. So uh, the only thing you could do <laughs> without it turning into like what she didn't want, which was giant climbs, um, was to go out and back. Right. And then I can't remember if it was at the beginning of, I think it was on during. Yeah. Because one of the markers to go out and back was really nothing, you know, at the end of the 40K. But there was an extra 10k. We could have lunch at this place that had been uh, that had a big ice cream sign. Yeah, you know, and it was a cute little town. Not even a town. It was just like the a, restaurant a variety ha- store, a hamlet, a hamlet along the rail trail. And we thought, okay, he likes ice cream, so we'll go there. So we'll, it will turn into 100k. Why not? Yeah, I can do it. We'll do it. So we did it, and I was actually quite impressed um, that I did it without music because mm-hmm. I figured I think this is going to be more of a mental thing. Yeah. Now, I did have my headphones, but because there's no internet, <laughs> I didn't have any music downloaded. Mm, yep. And I had a podcast downloaded, but I already listened to it. I'm like, I'm not listening to this again. I already listened to it twice. So I'm like, all right, let's make this a mental thing and see what I can do. And um, yeah, the first half was no problem. In fact, I made a little game for Winston because he had to use the, the facilities along the rail trail. It's quite mm. good infrastructure. And I said, uh, all right why don't I take off and you catch up to me? <laughs> Which I had him like totally redlined. Yeah, because basically to go, you know, went to the bathroom and then came back out. And I figured she wouldn't be that far ahead of me. So I like just went. 
um, and it took 20 minutes of <laughs> just balls to the wall to finally <laughs> catch her. There's no way I was going to make it easy. I yeah. We'll make it fun. So she, we both basically in the middle of the ride had a good chunk of intensity. Yeah. Um, 20 minutes. Yeah. I was around 30K at points and yeah. you were 35 <laughs> trying to catch up. You're like, what the fuck? Yeah. It's like, I thought she like had pulled a fast one and either, um, because I didn't see which way she went. So there was like, did she go the wrong way? Like, Would she, she do that? Right. <laughs> you know, with the thing a little of little faith. Well, but, you know, it's just the thing of like, you know, <laughs> you get turned around, both directions look the same. <laughs> you know, Come you're on. like, um, and so, yeah, it took 20 minutes of like max effort, like just this time trial, uh, down in the drops, um, uh, you know, a couple points where, you know, there's people riding side by side. I had to come up behind them. <sighs> uh, would you mind if I get by? And, you know, and they're like, oh, yeah, sorry. And then they, you know, one pulls behind the other so that I got room to get by. And then back on the gas again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was fun. So it was a good little game. Mm-hmm. You know, when you're when you're doing things, whether it be hiking, I used to count a lot. Mm-hmm. And I can get, you know, can go crazy. Um, and same thing with riding. Um, I'm like, okay, this will be fun to kind of break it up. So you play these little games to get through these challenges, yeah. right? And um, so once he caught up at that point, I was just trying to bring my heart rate down. Because um, I knew we had another 15K left, so that was perfect. Got there, felt great. Had a chili dog, my first chili dog ever. Yeah, because it turns out the restaurant, like the ice cream store, general <coughs> store, <coughs> restaurant thing, because we, we only saw it in passing. Uh, when we the day before when we were going through the area and we saw the ice cream sign on it and you figure well a place uh, it's too big just to be an ice cream stand Mm -hmm. so when I went in it was like oh ice cream (laughs) and I asked oh do you guys have like a menu and they just pointed to the, the sign on the wall hot dogs chili dogs Texas dogs <laughs> That's it's like it. okay well I guess uh, two chili dogs please <laughs> yeah no it was awesome it was uh, it was perfect for cycling so you don't you never want to eat too much because mm-hmm. you still have to now do another 50k back right in this case 52k because it was actually 48 there mm-hmm. so we went on our way and uh, the second half was hard yeah like just Slight, my heart rate slightly uphill like one degree. Yeah. 1% grade. It was. So we knew it was going to be harder going back, plus, you know, the monotony of going back. Although it wasn't too bad, but my heart rate would not get to something normal. Yeah. Like at the beginning, I could easily have it at 140, which is zone two for me. Yeah. Zone two training. Um, I can have a conversation with maybe a breath. You can make, you can probably tell I'm working out, but it's not terrible. But uh, yeah, going back, my heart rate was easily 150. I'm like, what the fuck? And you thought it was because I was digesting food. It could be. Yeah. yeah. But I was just, uh, I wasn't expecting that. So I think if I was to ever do it again, I'd probably do more the first half just so that the second half is a little easier, right? Because if you're feeling all right, mm-hmm. then keep going. Yeah. Um, although I don't know if there's a dim- law of diminishing returns <laughs> at some point where, yeah, you need to take your break and, you know, what that calculation <laughs> is. Well, as, that, long, as long I, as you're eating and drinking. And you're not going too hard. Right. And that's another trick with cycling. For you cyclists out there, you probably already know this if you're doing any kind of distance. But you're telling me to nibble and I had protein bars. Yeah. Which probably aren't the best for cycling. But they had some, you know, carbs in it. Um, but essentially every half hour, 20 minutes or about a half hour, I'd take a bite. Mm-hmm. And then lots of water. We had about a liter and a half of water for 50K, which I only drank 750. Mm-hmm. That maybe that's maybe that's what killed me, and we had a Gatorade when we were there. Yeah. But coming back, it was hard, and then so then he started to draft, or I started to draft off of him, which means I'm only about two, a couple of feet behind his back wheel. And I mean, we're not going fast anyway at this point. I think going to we're only going like maybe 21, 22 average, yeah. so a little bit more at times, right? Coming back, it said that my average was 19, super slow. Mm-hmm. with the grade higher, you know, uh, incline going back. So I was like, what the fuck? It was hard. So drafting you helped a little bit, but then it was monotonous. I kept looking at my numbers. Yeah. So then it was a real mental game. Yeah, because when, when it's you basically the finish point is the car, you just have to keep going. 
<laughs> like this is yeah and there there ain't any ubers out there <laughs> no no and and you know i think what we were lucky is because the, the it was such, such a deep canyon mm-hmm. that we, you know there was quite a bit of it that we were in the shade yeah so that was nice it was, hot. it was hot it was probably around 26 degrees mm-hmm. right so yeah i got back oh and then at the end because we're in um rural area right you're not used to it and you're seeing just different things and my, i have a wild imagination of what if somebody tries to like because i'm kind of behind winston what if somebody you know you, you think you're like down south where people are just you know practicing shooting targets or <laughs> oh there's a bike else you know <laughs> so i hear somebody behind me i got creeped out so i just put i just gunned it <laughs> an extra 10k and I, I went from like 15 to 25k no problem almost yeah. 30 and a couple of times he's like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. It's like, I'm having to like pedal so slow just to not have you, you know, disappear in my rear view mirror. <laughs> and then all of a sudden you just come barreling past me. <laughs> it's like, okay, w- couldn't you have just like averaged a kilometer an hour faster <laughs> instead of these like little bursts? And then I just, and I kept hearing somebody behind me every time I start to slow down a little bit, like after a while mm-hmm. and I just gunned it again. I'm like, they're not passing. Yeah. <laughs> so it became my next motivation because I was creeped out. Um, yeah. You know. <laughs> so it's just funny, these games that you play, well, you know, it's a yeah. challenge, right? But it was, well, hard. C- it was hard. Yeah, because it, if it had been like the route, the very first route I suggested with the hill climbing, um, it would have been physically hard. Uh, but mentally would be easier because it's like, Every you got to pay attention because it's twisty roads and it's up and down and you know there's mentally yeah. more into it yeah. but it's physically harder. This was also hard on because you're in that fixed position. Yeah, there, that was the other piece too. Like my neck, yeah, was getting really stiff and sore, and I still have it a little bit today. A couple of days later, and then my my butt, yeah, which now I'm forming calluses on my butt. If you can believe that. Never knew such a thing existed. Um, and then my um, my hands, like I at the end, I almost couldn't even switch my gears with my right hand. Yeah. That because was interesting. That's the thing with something like the rail trail, you know, or anything that is um, straight and flat. Uh, it never forces you to change your, uh, your position on the bike, Right. You know, so even you, you have to make yourself get out of the saddle every now and again. Um, and whereas if you were twisty up and down. Like mountain biking. Yeah. Or, or even just road riding, you know, or gravel riding yeah. on varied terrain. Yeah. The position you're in climbing versus out of the saddle versus descending versus yeah. cornering. Yeah. You're moving around on the bike more. Your head's moving more. Yeah. So you're not just rigidly in one position. Yeah. You know, you got to look more. Yeah. So all of that, it, it, when you have more varied terrain, because hill climbing is harder, it can be physically harder um, as far as effort level goes. But it's mentally, I find, easier because it's more interesting, mm-hmm. right? And it's easier on your body just because you're moving around. You're using your body from all different angles. Right. Right. Climbing, descending, cornering. Um, and then riding on the flats. So your body doesn't get that kind of like overuse of just in one position, uh, the same way. Yeah. Um, that I find, uh, cause for me, I can, I can put up with effort <laughs> as long as I'm not bored. <laughs> <laughs> right. And yeah. rail trails are, uh, it was beautiful down there. Don't get me wrong. Actually, it's one of the most beautiful rail trails we, we both agreed that we've been on. Yeah. Just because you're, you know, the the trails goes through little towns. Yeah. Not even towns. What would you call them? Like Hamlets haulers? again. <laughs> yeah, haulers. <laughs> Seriously. Really interesting areas that you want to get off. And we did a couple of times just to go check out the neighborhoods because they're just a really interesting architecture. Yeah, it's, it's, just like, different. it's like, like 15 houses just on the side of the river in the middle of nowhere right yeah um it's like this tiny you know there's no stores or anything like that occasionally like when we went through cedar run mm-hmm. they had the they had a trailer park there there's a couple of little inns because it's kind of like the secluded 
there's a one if you're getting over there driving there's a one lane bridge over the river mm-hmm. that and it's kind of basically the secluded little getaway yeah on the way the river uh, or pine creek does a big u-turn mm-hmm. so it's almost on this little peninsula yeah um so and it really only exists uh you know for like recreation <laughs> Yeah, and some of these places, you know, homes are, have been abandoned. So it's interesting to see, you know, what's left of them. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't see a lot of that where we're from. So it, it's just really cool, right? Yep. So you go through some of that. You go through the canyon. You go through just the rural area. It's really, really, really beautiful. So so it was fun. Um, yeah, so that was my challenge, right? Yep. Doing 100K, and you were saying that the fact that it wasn't around an event – where there's a lot of people, you know, you just did it is, is, you know, pretty good. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, that's a massive jump from 67 kilometers to a hundred. Yeah. Um, and I felt it, you know, I think the 80 K would have been the natural, as you say, around 10% Yeah, is what you want to strive for. And that would have been the perfect next jump. So to do that last 20 K and I kept just telling myself 20 K is, you know, a ride I do with my friend Darcy, Yeah, you know, or okay, I'm 15 K 10 K like, this is me going down the Mill Run Trail back home. Yeah. <laughs> this is not a. This is me going down my road. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's a long road, and if I want to add an extra ten minutes, like this isn't. A, but like, I had to really dig, and I was coming hard at the end yeah. because I thought there was somebody behind me, <laughs> and it wasn't going to let Winston pass me at the end. I'm like, fuck that. I'm finishing first. I even yep. think I gave you the finger. <laughs> well, listen, I. Uh, <laughs> I, be, like, being that I, I have obviously, you know. This is my race, not I, yours. <laughs> I've, I've ridden 100K rides before. Yeah. So I made sure that you got to be <laughs> the first one cross the finish line. <laughs> first. Yeah. Anyway, but uh, it felt good, you know. And, and and actually, the next thing, I think maybe people can relate to this. We decided, all right, next day we're going to recover. And, uh, and I will say getting off my bike, it actually felt really good to walk. mm mm-hmm. You know, sometimes I've done like really long walks, like 60K in a weekend for a breast cancer fundraiser, um, uh, treatment center fundraiser, and uh, I can't walk, right? And I guess you could say, could I have continued cycling? My legs were fine. I was just feeling stiff. Um, But the next day we decide to, well, let's go hiking. Let's go check out Watkins Glen. We're in Mm -hmm. the Finger Lakes region. So this is a big site I've never been in. I don't think you've ever been either, right? What? Watkins Glen? No. Yeah, yeah. because I've only been <laughs> down to the Finger Lakes a couple of times, and it was just road riding. Um, so, you know, you end up basically doing these. Uh, because it's baby mountains down here, like it's something we don't have in Ontario. Like, you know, like these roads where you're going uphill for like miles, uh, twisty, turny, steep. It It just feels like, you know, like... It lets you pretend you're in the Tour de France, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we decided to do that, and it was, um, I don't know, how would you describe it? Was it 2K? Well, round trip was 5. Was 5K. Yeah. Yeah, and you're descending, I think, 800. It's 834 steps. Right. So remember how I said I have a knee issue. The biggest problem with me when my knees is going down. Yeah. So that was interesting. Um, I thought, okay, I'm going to do this. And I'm going to bring my, wear my braces on both knees. I'm glad I did. Actually, I wasn't, I didn't even, we didn't know in advance how many steps it would be going down. We didn't know what to expect. Um, But we knew it was going to be uneven. I figured we were going to, yeah, yeah. I didn't think it was going down, but I brought my hiking poles as well. And it was a really good, you reminded me to be like ninja, ninja, have ninja feet, you Mm. know, so quiet steps. Because I do find when I go down steps in general at home, you tend to thunk, like thunk, 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 yeah, thunk. because it doesn't really uh, give you enough space on the step to put your heel f- down foot, heel first down. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas on these steps, generally speaking, they're a little bit wider, so yeah. you can do that. So, um, I did it and uh, I did it really slowly because mm-hmm. I really focused on the mind muscle connection, yep, slow, actually, controlled. It was a great great exercise and i almost wondered if i'd be overdoing it you know how sometimes you can just overdo something but no it was fine because there was a lot of you know viewing points photo you know places take photographs and 
So it was the right amount of rest in between yeah. and taking breaks. Um, I think it took us an hour to do it. One direction, yeah. In one direction. And then we had to go back up. And I'm not going to lie. Um, I didn't feel, you know, I didn't, I didn't know what to expect again. I was like, oh, like this is, am I going to come out of this with my knees really hurting? Because I felt great after cycling for the most part. I was mm-hmm. just tired calves and then just stiff yeah. in places because of the ergonomics. Um, but my legs were great, which I was really pleased with because normally that would bother my knees mm-hmm. at the beginning of the cycling season. Yeah. Because they're just, you know, stretching really tight. Um, although the hot tub experience here probably really helps as a recovery. Um, anyways, but um, yeah, I was quite pleased. I, I did it because, you know, and I'm, I bet you there are people who can relate to this. At some points, you just kind of want to give up. You want to lean into a little bit of, I'm going to rest. I'm not going to do this or I'm not going to complete this. I'm not going to do this extra thing with my family mm-hmm. because I'm tired, I'm in pain. And in my case, I, I wasn't in pain. I was, af- I was afraid of going F- past. Future pain. I was afraid of biting off more than I could chew because mm-hmm. I've done that. And I didn't want it to affect the rest of the trip. And I just said to myself, I can't give up. And I can't stress on enough. As we get older, and for people who maybe are not encountering this yet, but may have some sports injuries, pay attention to that shit. Because mm-hmm. I had my issues today are probably a result of some, yeah, sports injuries young when I was younger. And not getting the proper physiotherapy and just being on top of fitness. Yeah. But I just really centered around, I can't give up now. So back to our topic, working hard not to break down because I don't want this to be um, a slippery slope Mm -hmm. going down. And again, people might say that's not a big deal. It is a big deal. Yeah, because it's they're cumulative, (coughs) right? It's like now you don't do this thing. Exactly. And then it becomes another thing. And then eventually you get an (laughs) e-bike. We don't like (laughs) e-bikes. (laughs) Because <laughs> quite honestly, you couldn't have done what we did that hundred k on an e bike. It doesn't. We have were passing e bikes. Yeah, wasn't that it? was so satisfying. <laughs> yeah, the people are cruising along in their e bikes, and we're just oh, yeah. like on your left and just punch it we in the drops. Probably easily a good ten k ahead of maybe maybe almost ten k ahead of them in speed. Uh, yeah, because any, anytime we passed, we were pretty the, fast. You know, we were we were going. You know, anywhere from like 25 to 30 kilometers an hour. We passed everybody. I don't think, and nobody passed us. Nope. One guy I saw coming in the opposite direction, he was going faster than me. Yeah. He was, he he, was just hammering. He was on uh, <clears throat> a cyclocross bike, which was the precursor to a gravel bike. Okay. He, he still had the old school cantilever brakes on his. <laughs> you could assess all that as he just whipped right past us? Yeah. And this is what happens when you're a bike nerd. <laughs> um, <laughs> he had a Kona Jake the Snake. Mm. I even spotted what bike he had. <laughs> Did you turn your head or is that all just like... <laughs> yeah, that was, you know, well, and they're distinctive. It's it's a Kona cyclocross bike. Oh, okay. And it's Jake the Snake across the top tube. Right, so you know exactly what it is. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so it's like, hey. And that, that guy, because he was he was in the drops when we, he passed us going the other way. Yeah. Um, And he, w- he was giving her. Oh, he was focused. He was yeah. probably going 30K. Up the the gradual uphill, because when we passed him, we were going south. That's right. Right. So he, he was, was he was pretty focused. Yeah. In what he was doing, you know, and yeah, and it was, was kind of cool too because uh, the Pine Creek Rail Trail actually has camping all along it. We also passed a bunch of people who were completely kitted out with like racks yep. and panniers, yeah, yep. dragging all their camping gear. The one guy we ran into at the bridge. Yep. He had a solar panel open on the back of his rack, yeah. you know, charging. Yeah. Yeah. And he was doing a 200 mile round trip or something. Yeah. He was going to take his time so he could do some hikes. And, and I think he said he was averaging 16 in K a day or no, no, no. no uh, Sorry, uh, he, said, he said he was averaging about 10 miles an hour. So that's 16 kilometers an hour. Yeah. Cause and he's got so much shit. He's ahead. He didn't know how much was on there, but he was probably going as fast as people on their e-bikes. Yeah. Just goes to show, you know, what you can strive to, right? What you you really can. Like it hasn't, um, 
I've only been cycling, road cycling. Two years. No. Well, I, I, didn't, I, I didn't cycle really last year. I oh, just okay. Started. Well, I built the road bike for you last year. You did? Oh, no, I did cycle with Darcy a little bit. But it wasn't a lot. Yeah. It was this year that I did it consistently. So I would say about a year and a half. Yeah. A little bit in the winter. A little. And I probably went from... Because I'm, I'm on gravel now. I'm riding faster than I did when I first did my f- first 50K, like mm-hmm. how much I did with a hybrid bike yeah. years ago uh, on a road. Now I'm on gravel, so it's slower. Yeah. But I'm probably riding as fast as I was on my road bike at the beginning of the season. Yeah. On gravel. Even even really, like I'm, I've caught up quickly. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm progressively... Quite subtly, actually, increasing my performance on a gravel bike. Yep. Without really noticing it. Yeah, you just ride. Because <laughs> like, you're just doing the workouts, <coughs> right? Uh, some of the workouts, because you still don't do your hard ones like they're programmed. <laughs> you know what? And I, I really need to be more disciplined, because it's not as bad as you yeah, ever Ka- think it is. Catherine only d- does, she gets me to put a program together for her, but only does the workouts she likes. That's not true. <laughs> You're right. I haven't done the VO2 max one yet. I'm yeah. afraid of it. Yeah. And I really shouldn't be because I, I've noticed like it, it's always the same thing. When I look at hills, when I look at when you told me to do um, sprints, sprints, and essentially me doing that hard ride wasn't, was that a VO2 max? Which hard ride? No, it wasn't. Yesterday, when I was racing you. Oh, you, that that would be like where you. <sighs> <sighs> yeah. Yeah, it's gonna be VO two max. Yeah. You know, it's not a four by four workout the way that I program. Right. Them, but, right. But you would have been huffing and puffing probably for at least fifteen minutes. Yeah. You know, like a steam engine. Yeah, my heart rate wouldn't come down for a bit after that. Yeah. It took a while. <laughs> that that's VO two max work. Oh, is it's it? It's just it's a. It's basically you need so to. So maybe be that's what we should do: is like have you do like five minutes behind me and just chase you. Yeah, because <laughs> it, got, it got you working. Yeah, I, the, I'm the, actually motivated by that. Yeah, to see how much further. And I should do that with uh, Darcy too in the summer. I'll ask. Okay, go. Give I'm, me five I'm, minutes. I'm gonna go catch you. Because it's fun. Yeah. Well, that's that, it's actually fun for both people, I think. Well, and that's one of the games I play. Like when I'm out on <coughs> riding on the road by myself, uh, like on a Sunday or something. If there's people in the distance, I am chasing them. They are a rabbit. <laughs> I am chasing them down. Yeah, you freaked out that one guy when you didn't realize you were right behind him. Yeah, because there was a guy. He was on a nice road bike. You know, obviously pretty fit. And so it was, it took me a long time to catch that fucker. And (laughs) basically I was ready. I'd finally caught up to him. I was behind him for maybe 30 seconds just on a downhill. Yeah. And it was a roller coaster type road up, down, up, down, up, down. And I was just about to try to punch past him. Uh, And then, so I'd pulled out, I clicked my gear and then jumped out of the saddle, but he heard the click, looked over his shoulder and went, I'm having none of that. It was like you, <laughs> somebody behind, and he just fucking gunned it. And meanwhile, I already been going balls out, you know, for like 15 minutes, chasing him. Oh yeah. So then when he, you know, and he'd just been riding, you know, it was pretty quick. But I was on my gravel bike. He was on I a road bike. I think it's just instinct. Yeah. You hear something behind you, you're like, fuck that. Yeah. <laughs> and you, all of a sudden, the reserves come out. That was fun. That was a really interesting because, you know me, mm-hmm. I keep lots in the tank yeah. <laughs> or unknowingly, like I'm not tired, but I had more. Yeah. And I did it a couple of times because yeah. I wasn't expecting to come back and I kept looking over my shoulder. I'm like, I see somebody back Because that person was riding faster than you when you were just riding steady. Yeah. But, but only maybe one kilometer an hour faster. So they're gradual. They were gra- yeah. It took them a while to catch up to me even <laughs> after the first time I yeah. took off. But then I was just, you know, you can only keep up with it for so long. You know, but and it so was then fun. you you basically punch it, settle back in slightly, just a hair slower than him. Yeah. And then you punch it again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, you know, but it, it was fun. I got a question for you because yeah. I've been talking a lot about my why. Mm-hmm. What's your why? 
I have a topic. I have a younger, hotter girlfriend, and uh, I have to stay in shape so that you know uh, she'll still find me like pretty to look at. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, that that's definitely not uh, uh, not true. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you know, um, you know, she may or may not be in this room. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I can neither <laughs> confirm nor deny. <laughs> um, well. <laughs> uh, so then from there, uh, there's, I like being able to do shit, right? Like, I've had a lot of injuries in my life. I hate that feeling. Like, uh, basically, because uh, when was Hudson's birthday? May 5th. Okay. <laughs> I had to think about it. I can't believe it. I'm like such a bad mom. Yeah. So so okay. basically late spring, I tore my calf muscle. How'd that make you feel? Um, uh, initially, <laughs> you know, very painful. Um, I was doing the, uh, like one of those ninja courses, then the wall that you run up and grab the top and pull yourself up. And when I hit, because you have to sprint at the wall, and when I hit the wall, my calf just exploded. Uh, and so there was the uh, not liking, not being able to do something, right? Because, you know, it's obviously, wouldn't have had an eyelash at that sort of thing 20 years ago. But then the fact that getting injured then put all my training and everything uh, like it really limited what I could do. It was even difficult to walk. And then because the calf muscle connects at the knee, my knee swole up for a few days. And like, you know, I had to take a day off work. That was a pretty big setback for you, actually, in all the years that I've known you. Mm-hmm. Um, so then it was just a thing of like steadily work, you know, and got, I was very diligent about, uh, you know, Letting it recover, but working on rehab, keeping it loose, stability, training, da 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 da. But it also meant like I couldn't do a lot of kettlebell lifting, right? Um, I couldn't ride my bike, uh, you know, for a few weeks, um, and then you know gradually came back. But you know, it took a while to build everything back up. So that ability to, you know, do anything at any point. Um, I want to be able to do that, right? You know, like, uh, so it basically filling in the holes in my training, <laughs> um, you know, cause obviously that bouncy sprinty stuff I hadn't been doing a lot of, Yeah. um, you know, so I do a little bit, uh, uh, again, <laughs> doing hill sprints and stuff like that. Yeah. Because um, we got some hills not far from our house. Because uh, you know that that steep gravel hill uh, on the trail on the river? Yep. You know, basically yep, like I know where it is, five yeah. minutes from our place. You know, I, I've done hill sprints up that. Um, you know, doing a little bit more sprinting on the bike, a little bit more jumping, bouncing, that kind of stuff. Um, so that I'm not going to tear a calf if I have to run at something. Um, you know, but but it, it's that ability to go, hey, do you want to go bike ride? Yeah. Do we want to go rock climb? Yeah. Do you want to go uh, a hike down this gorge? Yeah. Like anything. You know, um, I, I enjoy our life, so I want to be able to keep doing it. <laughs> you know? Um, and I don't want to be sort of in that position where it's like you, you uh, oh, okay, well, I'm going to avoid doing that. I'm going to avoid doing this and I'm going to, you know, and gradually you avoid doing anything because, you know, the, the slippery slope. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so, so I'm, I'm making an effort to be really diligent and smart. Uh, if I'm going to do something sprinty, uh, very, very thorough warm ups. Mm-hmm. Um, I figured all the bouncing on the trampolines that we'd done in that day had warmed me up well. Yeah. I, I broke a sweat. <laughs> yeah. You know, playing dodgeball with 10-year-olds. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but. It's really interesting, too, because um, 
I noticed there's people in their 30s who have kids because mm-hmm. I had my kids later. But, you know, we'll be rock climbing with the kids. We'll have a rock climbing party and all the parents just sitting there yeah. not participating. Right. And I'm hearing them say, oh, I'm too I'm too old for this or I can't do that. It's like, yeah, yeah you can. <laughs> Let me show you. We'll start easy, you know, yeah. like. But, you know, it's it's. um, It's interesting. But anyways, go on. You were saying. Yeah, yeah, very thorough warm-ups when you're doing something that you're not used to. Yeah. Um, and it, I think it's one of those things, too. Like, uh, you... Now now I'm approaching everything um, uh, being a jack-of-all-trades rather than a specialist, mm-hmm. right? Um, you know, obviously, when I used to race bikes, um, my distances and speeds were faster than they are now. Um, uh, when, and the distances were further, but it's one of those things where I could be a pretty good cyclist, a pretty good climber, a pretty good hiker, you know, not the best at any one thing, but that I can do anything, you know, be pretty strong. Uh, and I figure that approach gives me the most well-rounded, um, fitness for, life you know because pretty strong pretty fit you know uh just able to keep going yeah yeah like the energizer bunny yeah pretty much you know and that that's just it it's like i just want to be able to keep having uh experiences Um, oh yeah you know and our our body is our vehicle through the world Mm -hmm. right so if uh, treat your body at least as well as you treat your car. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, and you know, arguably better because, uh, you know, you can fix shit pretty easy in a car. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> fixing stuff in your body isn't as easy. You know, but if you just get into a regular habit, right? Um, and even for people who, you know, their, their aim is just, they don't want to do a lot of the shit we want to do. Right. Mm -hmm. Which does demand, you know, like, uh, with, with your, your, uh, hundred K ride when I was there too, but it was, you know, Mm -hmm. an accomplishment for you, you know, for the first time. Well, that was like five solid hours of riding. Yeah. Yeah. We forgot to mention that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, on, on <clears throat> gravel leaves, you know, so it wasn't like. And it was pretty consistent because it said that my, when I looked at my data, I was 21K average riding mm-hmm. and then 19 coming back yeah. per hour, um, which isn't too far off yeah. and it isn't too bad. My cadence was pretty good. Like I was watching that. Um, I was probably around 78 or 80. I know you'd like to see 85, which means that if I'm around 85 um, RPMs, is it RPMs yep. per minute? Revolutions per minute. Yeah. Then um, it's not like you're grunting, grinding through it so that you're going to get more of a, a workout on your, I guess it's a strain on your muscles and then fatigue. Yeah. It's something that you can keep doing. Yeah. So it really blended well. But um, it was pretty tiring, yeah. Yeah. Um, but the fact that oh, I was pretty happy <coughs> because like my legs were fine. Um, I could have gone faster. I could have gone longer. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so obviously you found it to be a more uh, physically demanding thing than I did. Yeah. Just because yeah. I made a point of staying pretty close to your pace. Yeah. Not riding away from you. Yeah. Um, but I was happy the fact that, you know, we went 100K, averaged, you know, on, on gravel. Um, and I felt good. Yeah. You know. Uh, the only thing that I felt just cause it's my longest ride like that of the year yeah. was my butt. <laughs> yeah. You yeah. Know. It's just a conditioning thing. So next year, mm-hmm. what do you think? Well, next year you'll have to do a hundred mile. Well, that's what I was wondering. Yeah. So do that's 162 K. Uh, I think it's 160. That'd be cool. Yeah. That's what I was going to ask you is what should my next goal be you know and, and we'll do little steps to get um, up to there yeah. rather than just go because you're like what 10 percent every more every uh like 10 uh, percent every couple of weeks 
right? right. As a volume increase. Yeah. Um, I find. To condition yourself. Yeah. Yeah, because what was limiting me, obviously, was... I obviously, my body was fatigued enough that my heart rate was up higher. Yeah. It was harder. And, because uh, it always takes a while at the beginning to warm up and get mm-hmm. a flow going. But I just wasn't the same. Yeah, I guess it just built up. Yeah. It's, it's giving me a little fatigue. And then it was just the ergonomics. Yeah. 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 But anyway. Um, so, basically, if you think of it uh, <coughs> from the standpoint of like, you know, the tiers I talked about, you know, if you want to do tier one, which is just feel good, is like try to walk every day, um, you know, like eight to 10,000 steps total. Um, if you can get a couple of walks, uh, like three walks a week that are a half hour straight, you know, just so we can get a little bit of cardio in there. Um, and if you did three half hour, like kettlebell strength training sessions, um, you know, get some swings, get some presses and goblet squats, Turkish get ups. Like if you just did those, you'd get, you know, for most people, you know, start light, gradually build. Um, you know, like most of my clients when they like with the app we use, when they do their work at they they put down a rate of perceived exertion. And most of them are in the five range, five out of 10. Uh, and they're making progress at that effort level. <laughs> so it's not that you have to kick your ass. And they're satisfied with that? They're satisfied with what? Sorry. Um, the perception of, of effort is a five out of 10. Yeah. And does that, because sometimes people are looking because of how they previously trained. In yes, but, I, but remember, I'm really good at explaining to people. Yeah. We nudge you up. We don't beat you up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I'm just wondering from a motivation. And I'm, of course, I'm very focused on motivation. <laughs> and not all people are. But I think, um, nevertheless, that's, it's a nice start for them. And as long as they start to see some gains. And yeah, but that's the whole point is they're <coughs> consistently seeing gains. Yeah. Getting stronger, feeling better. Yeah you know, more energy through the day, losing body fat. Yeah. Um, so like, fuck yeah. So it's like, wait, I realize some point down the road, I'm going to have to work harder, but right now this is all I got to do and I'm making these gains. Yep. Well, fuck it. Let's keep going. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, that's, that's sort of the view that they have. Yeah. Um, it's just like, oh. You get strong quickly. Yeah. You know, and because the way we structure it, you're building not just strength, but strength endurance. You know, what we want is people to come out farmer strong, mm-hmm. right? Where you can do it all day, mm-hmm. not just do something once and then <laughs> to take the rest of the day off. Yeah. Right. And we yeah. don't want your workouts to be so draining that then once you've done a workout, the rest of your days are right off. Yeah. Right. We want it to be, it's part of your lifestyle. Yeah. Right? Because if, if, you know, you worked out in the morning and you're completely knackered for the rest of the day, well, how's your work day going to go? Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? We want it to be it, most of the time, right? I want you to come out of your workout feeling better than you went into it. Yeah. Right? Occasionally there's those, okay, um, we're going to break your balls today. <laughs> right. You know, but <laughs> that's the exception, not the rule. Yeah. Right? It's just one of those things. Treat it like a job. Go in, punch the clock, you know, do the work, go home. <laughs> or if you work out at home, go up out of the basement. Yeah. 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 And that that is the key. You know, all this is like Mountain Dew, Gatorade, uh, Under Armour commercial kind of idea of like, you know, everything's go, go, balls to the wall, you know, super athlete. Mm-hmm. It, it's great for selling drinks. Mm-hmm. But that's even those athletes, right? Because remember, these are commercials they're showing you. Um, they don't train that way. Yeah. You know, there'll be little bits that mm-hmm. are hard. Mm-hmm. But that that is such a small part. Even like hard reps in a day, right? Most of your reps are just work. A few sets, the last couple reps might be some effort. But that's the biggest mistake many people do. And especially when people are young, is they can get away with that a little bit more. Oh, yeah, yeah. And that's, I think that's the problem is that people are introduced to working out when they're younger. Yeah. And so that's what they remember. Yeah. Well, and, and, and it's one of the things too <laughs> is that bodybuilding, um, 
has such an undue influence on what we think of as the fitness space, mm-hmm. right? And yes, if you want to build muscle optimally, you need to damage that muscle, mm-hmm. right? Um, so your training is hard and heavy, and you know, but but you know, and you're and you're pushing your sets close to failure. Right, mm-hmm. you're getting a pump. You're, mm-hmm. um, if it's leg day, you might feel like you're gonna puke because <laughs> you're doing that hard, that effort level for legs mm-hmm. is more systemic load. So mm-hmm. you know, um, but the fact is, that's the optimal way to build muscle, mm-hmm. right? But it doesn't carry over. You know, obviously, <laughs> if if you do a leg day and you can't walk tomorrow, well, that doesn't. Uh, help being able to do cardio Mm -hmm. Um, you know whereas if you are treating your strength practice um, with the goal of getting stronger building strength endurance you're going to build some muscle right but it's not going to build the muscle as quickly as if you did an optimized bodybuilding program but it allows you to do everything else too Mm -hmm. right so that we had basically instead of just being sort of a jacked looking superhero, um, uh, your functional day to day, um, you know, and you're good at everything. That's what most people I talk to, that's what they want, mm-hmm. right? They don't want to be a power lifter. They don't want to be a bodybuilder. <laughs> they don't want to, you know. Yeah. So, so if you want to be like a general athlete at life, Mm-hmm. Then train like an athlete, mm-hmm. um, except for December and January, uh, which is um, get jacked and tanned, um, and then I will program um, the similar optimal muscle building uh, parameters, mm-hmm. right? Because the idea is is that as you get older, you lose muscle mass, so having a couple <laughs> months a year mm-hmm. programmed specifically to optimize building some muscle mm-hmm. um, is a good long term health strategy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and what the fuck else you got to do <laughs> in January <laughs> and February? You know, you're going to eat more anyway, so turn that into some gains instead of uh, just pudge around the We're going to do an episode on that, yeah. by the way. What is and it? Eat more, get jacked. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll show you how yeah. and why you it know. works. Yeah, and it's one of those things. Like, uh, And uh, one of the uh, ideas I'm working on of like both men and women um, – what each should do to uh, optimize both fitness and your aesthetic goals. Mm. Um, because, you know, uh, and we'll, we'll get into this in depth in the future, but, you know, if you think of it, if, if you're a guy and you're not wanting to be a bodybuilder, if you build your lats a little bit so you get that V shape, mm-hmm. you slim down the waist, um, you know, have a little bit of legs, you know, with some curve, you know, uh, and you widen your shoulders. All of a sudden you're walking around, you look like a fighter, <laughs> you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. Um, and with women, it's like, uh, tighten up the midsection, build that booty, mm-hmm. you know, build the legs a little bit. Arms. We always like the arms too. Arms and shoulders. Yeah. You know, um, and so, it, and, and it's not complicated. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like how to look good in a tank top mm-hmm. uh, yeah. without sort of specifically being, you know, a bodybuilder. Yeah. You know, if, if anybody wants to have like an episode specifically on optimal bodybuilding, you know, send us messages. I'm happy to <laughs> do it. I know how to train people that way. Right. Um, you know, it's just doing that all the time. And I've done it when I was younger. Yeah. Um, you know, but it, it sucks. <laughs> If you do anything else, because it's like, you're sore a lot of times for days afterwards. Yeah. You know. Because uh, you're going harder. Yeah. You know, and, you, and you're trying to Petite. cause muscle damage. Yeah. Um, you know, Which because. Means soreness, yeah. You know. Uh, and whereas, you know, if you're training as an athlete, <laughs> you don't really want to be sore that much because you got a, something else to do tomorrow. Yeah. Right. Um, you know, if I was training a cyclist, like somebody who actually races, their strength training would not leave them sore because if your legs are fried, hopping on the bike yeah. <laughs> and now you've got a, like a three hour ride yeah. for training, that sucks. Yeah. 
Yeah. You know, so it all comes into what your goals are. Right. Um, you know, and hey, if somebody wants to be a bodybuilder, regardless of age, you want to get on stage in a Speedo, you know, and some, some spray on tan and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> hey, great. It means you're, because unless you're like taking a, a metric shit ton of steroids, um, you know, the basic thing of bodybuilders, which is eating pretty healthy, working out, you know, four to six days a week, they still get cardio in. It's usually just walking on a treadmill, but they'll get the cardio in, um, uh, keep the body fat le- relatively low. Mm-hmm. All of those things, you know, if that's what you enjoy, mm-hmm. um, you can you can sort of be a relatively he- healthy, natural bodybuilder, mm-hmm. right? Um, a lot of the, the cutting for shows, right? And there's mm-hmm. dehydration and a bunch of shit there. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if that's the wisest. It's the same for fighters, you know, where they do a weight cut mm-hmm. to make weight. It's not the healthiest thing in the world to do to your body. Um, but but the general thing of working out regularly, building some muscle mass, having enough cardio that you, you know, don't get completely gassed from doing a set of squats for your legs. Mm-hmm. If you chose to do that, puts you a thousand miles ahead of people who are sitting on the couch, mm-hmm. Right. Um, it might not put you in a great position to be able to go climb a mountain, um, or backpack or, you know, the things we choose to do. Um, but it would put you like a sort of the, the whole bodybuilding approach would put you in way better shape for those types of things other than the fact that you'll generally be bigger. Yeah. Um, than doing nothing. <laughs> yeah. But these are steps as you were saying, yeah. right? So, so that's, that's just <clears throat> our, our motivation to keep going and mm-hmm. why we're doing it. And, and why and we don't want to break down. Yeah. <laughs> breaking down sucks. Yeah, because it's, you know, it happens as you get older. And so you got to really combat that and be proactive. Yeah. So hope you got something out of this episode. And if you have any questions, uh, reach Live out to Live dot com. Yeah. Um, or DM us on the Instagrams. Yep. That's, you know, what the kids say. <laughs> and you know we'll we'll, we'll uh like subscribe uh, share yeah yeah comment exactly um, um yeah we love comments we love to connect with people and uh and uh reach out to us if you want to learn more about something personalized for you yeah and uh and anybody that wants my coaching uh go to livewildradio.com click fitness coaching and you can sign up or get more information And on that note, work Um, hard. Play dirty. Bye.